you've heard a lot of Ezekiel 47 the last while. And with, when we speak about the river, you know, basically Ezekiel was called to let go of self, his control, and to come to a place where the Holy Spirit is in control. We're experiencing that very tangibly this morning. The first service and the second service have been very different in God's expression, but they've been both very powerful and very incredible. And I'm just so aware of staying sensitive to what He wants as we proceed with this morning's service. I can tell you that my husband sends lots and lots of love. You know, God's doing incredible things across this nation. And this morning there is a multiplication in Cape Town. Yes, amen. Two services. And that's a place we can give glory to God. Two services this morning, they have multiplied. God is taking His Word to all the nations, to every place. And it started in this church. Revelations 22. Verse one to two says that, then the angel showed me a river with the waters of life, clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. So the very living waters is not just from God, it is of Jesus, the Lamb. It flowed down the center of the main street and on each side of the river grew a tree of life bearing 12 crops of fruit with a fresh crop each month. The leaves were used for medicine to heal the nations, the Word of God, the Lamb, the flow of that river. So as Empowered Church, we have become part of that river and out of this river we receive from God of the Lamb. It is in this church and it is flowing across the nation. It is reaching places all across the world. And for that we praise and give God the glory because He wants to heal the nations. He wants to heal His people. He wants every heart turned back to Him. Jesus does not want to lose any single one of His sheep. He is the good shepherd that leaves the 99 to go and find the one. The word is full of examples where Jesus stops for the one. No matter how busy, no matter how, you can imagine how distracted he could have been. People calling on him, needing him all the time, crowds of people, but he was aware in all of that of the one that needed him most. And I wanna tell you this morning, if you find your place that you feel like you're a one that needs Jesus most, He is here to meet you in your place of need. He is here to meet you in your place. I wanna say of destiny in the making. Jesus will stop for you. You see, as a church, we are so focused. One of our most important focuses is staying obedient to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And it will not always make sense, but it doesn't need to because we are His children. Children don't always understand what their mommy and daddy is doing or why something is good for them, like green vegetables. But God has a perspective that far outweighs or outreaches anything that we could imagine. And He's saying very simply, trust me. Let me take you by the hand. Let me lead you. Let me guide you. Let me take you to where you need to be. And in that process, He says to you this morning, 
that my love flashes like fire for you, the brightest kind of flame. And many waters cannot quench the love that I have for you, nor can rivers drown it. And then he ends it off to say, in this sentence, my paraphrase of this, with a man trying to buy love, he says, you do not need to earn it. You do not need to deserve it. You do not need to try and make it stay because my love will never leave you or forsake you. My love will never stop love being there for you. My love is eternal. So take hold of that this morning. Galatians 5 verse 25 says, since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. We're experiencing some of that this morning. If you go back a little bit, Galatians 5 verse 5, it says, but we who live by the Spirit eagerly wait to receive by faith the righteousness God has promised us. See, one thing that stood out to me, stood out for me in the book of Galatians is a few things. One of them simply is that God gives revelation. God sent His Son. God sent His Spirit. God opens our eyes. If it is not for His first reaching out to us, we could never be saved. We could never get to Him. But God made a way for you to not only receive His Son, but to know His Son. Then Jesus made a way for our eyes and our understanding to be opened by sending His Spirit. Because Jesus and Father God and the Holy Spirit are all in unity. And they all want you. They want you to know them and to be in unity with them. If you read John 17, it says that Jesus says, Lord, that they may be one with us just as you are and I are one. He's calling you into communion with Him. He's calling you into fellowship. He's calling you into relationship. See, when Jesus introduces the Holy Spirit, you see it in John 14, in John 15, in John 16, He introduces the Holy Spirit as the Spirit of truth that will guide you, that will lead you, the Spirit of truth that will be with you, that will guide you, that will lead you, the Spirit of truth. When God repeats something, it means it's very, very important. Now Jesus was telling His disciples this just before His crucifixion. He knew it was one of the last conversations He would be having with His disciples, so He chose His words carefully. He gave careful instructions to His disciples. And the person He introduces us to is His Holy Spirit, His Holy Spirit, His Holy Spirit, His Holy Spirit. He says you can trust the Holy Spirit. You can know the Holy Spirit will lead you to truth. And sometimes truth is uncomfortable. Sometimes truth can reveal things that you might need to work on, that you might need to acknowledge. Maybe you've been holding on to some things. Maybe you've got a hurt or a something here or there in your life. But we need to love each other to say, hey, Let's apply some of the truth of God's Word here. You see, when God leads us, when He guides us, it's not always going to make sense, but it will always be true to what the Word of God says. See, because the Holy Spirit will guide you in the will of God, the ways of God, and the timing of God. You see, the will of God is simply this, it's in His Word. The Holy Spirit will never say anything to you that is not written down in the Word of God. So if you ever have any doubt to who you are listening to, Go back to the Word. Because the Holy Spirit will take you to those living waters, the Word of God. You see, and Moses cried out, he said, Lord, I want to know your ways. And that is walking hand in hand with God every single day. 
And do you know that we are actually so dependent on the Word of God. We are so dependent on His leading. We are like little children that need to be in the presence of their Father to get through the day. And that is an amazing place to be because there is power in that place and there is anointing in that place, but there is also safety in that place. See, because in the car of your life, we have a loving Father who's behind the steering wheel and you are strapped safely in the back seat. He will make sure that you reach your destiny, that you reach your call, that you fulfill what you need to fulfill, and He will take care of you through that. But if you climb out of that seat and you try to grab the wheel, you're gonna cause an accident. So choose this morning, church, to take God by the hand and to let Him lead you. You see, because the timing of God is in His hands and His alone. And we see that in Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1, which simply says, For everything there is a season, and there is a time for every purpose under heaven. We need to trust in God's timing. We need to know that He is busy working all things to the good of those who love Him. Because He is with you. And He knows where you are going. He knows where you are going. There are three ways that the Holy Spirit leads us and guides us. He leads you by your conscience. And that we see, I just want to find my scriptures, sorry, in Romans 1, 9 verse 1. With Christ as my witness, I speak with utter truthfulness. My conscience and the Holy Spirit confirm it. So one of the first places that the Holy Spirit is going to lead you and guide you is through your conscience, is through your thoughts. So if you start doing something you know you shouldn't be doing, you're gonna hear that voice in your thoughts. It's gonna be like, uh, what are you doing? And that's where you need to take notice and stop doing that. I've often said that the moment you question whether you should or you shouldn't is already a point in the direction of, no, I should not be doing this. Because if you have to convince yourself that it's okay, then, it should, then it's not okay, nine times out of 10, amen? See, the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you through your conscience. But then if you go to 2 Timothy 3, verse 16 to 17, it says that the Holy Spirit will guide you through His Word. Which means that's Jesus actively guiding you because the Word of God is Jesus and Jesus is the Word. The Word says in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God. When the very earth's foundations were laid was the Word of God and that is Jesus Himself. So the Bible is the guidebook to your life. And Jesus will always point you back. The Holy Spirit will always, always point you back. And then the other way that God guides you, the way the Holy Spirit leads you is through peace. And that we read in Colossians 3 verse 15, which simply says, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. I can tell you one of the things that we do when you're facing something is say, thank you, Jesus, that you are with me. Find something to thank Him for. Whether things look bad, you say, thank you, Lord, that you are with me. Thank you, Lord, that you will help me. Thank you, Lord, that you will guide me. Thank you, Lord, that you are busy doing things. Thank the Lord for things that you don't even see yet. Thank the Lord by faith for what you are trusting Him for. Thank Him. Pay it forward in thankfulness. Pay it forward in faith. Pay it forward for the things that you are trusting God for that you do not see yet. 
When you see the people around you, maybe it's that person at the office that most irritates you. Thank the Lord for that person, for what God's gonna do in their lives. It changes the whole outlook and attitude of your life. Thank the Lord. And you will find yourselves in His courts and in His presence more and more and more because you are a carrier of the presence of God everywhere you go. So you receive this, this day, but you take it with you tomorrow. You see, as Christians, there is a flow, a flow, there is a river. And that flow is supposed to be a continual thing, receiving from the Lord and letting it flow out to others. Receiving from the Lord and letting it flow out to others. And there are two things that come in that's a problem. The problem is, if you don't flow out, then you become stagnant. So let the, river, the living waters flow. The other problem is when you're not receiving. Stop coming to church, you forget to go to life group, you stop reading your Bible, you stop praying. So if you're not receiving, what do you have to let pour out to others? See, there's something very supernatural about love and we see it in 1 Corinthians 13 verse eight. It simply says this and it says that love will last forever. The love of God will last forever. His love will last forever. And it is that love in you and through you that is going to love and minister and reach the people, minister to and reach the people around you. Because there is no force more powerful in this earth, in this universe than the love of God. It is the love of God that sent Jesus to the cross. It is the love of God that raised him back to life. It is the love of God that reached out to mankind. It is the love of God that sent the Holy Spirit who is with you, partnering with you every moment of every day. The Holy Spirit is called to open your eyes, to open your understanding. It is God Himself that gives divine revelation. It is all of these things. It is God first and then our response. God first and then our response. So in this moment, He is talking to you, He's reaching out to you and His, ask, His question is, how will you respond? And as we responded earlier in faith with high praise, with praising Him, giving Him the glory, we are a people that says, God, we will respond in faith. We will respond with a yes. We will respond with a use me. We will respond with a pick me. We will respond with a thank you, Jesus. We will respond with a yes, Lord. I see it, Father God. Even if you are only seeing it by faith, I am thinking of all the teachers here that are working in the schools. I know you are waiting to see a turnaround happen. So be the ones who treat the children with the eyes of faith, seeing the destinies that God has on their lives and not what you're seeing in the physical right now. See, use those eyes, church, when you go about your day, when you're working with your colleagues, when you're working with your families, because sometimes the people who behave the most badly are the ones who are crying out to be loved the most desperately. And that is an echo of scripture in Romans 5. God loved us when we were dead in our trespasses and sins. He loved us back to life. And there is not one of us that does not still need that amazing grace, that love to love us closer and closer and closer to the one who loves us most. We will never come to a place where we don't need the fierce, passionate love of God to keep us being drawn closer to Him. We will never be in a place 
where we can stand on our own and not need Him. We are called to take Him by the hand and say, Lord, help me. Lord, guide me. Lord, lead me. And so this morning, where we say this morning, the title of the sermon is Break Me Open, Jesus. It is that recognition of our dependency on Him that we cannot do this by ourselves. We don't know how to love right without Him. We don't know how to treat each other without Him. And what we might get right sometimes, we'll mess up other times because we are just people. But when you come and you're healed to the leading of the Holy Spirit, He's gonna guide you to phone someone, to call someone, maybe write a little note, reach out to a friend, maybe pray for someone, maybe go somewhere, do something. And even in the moments where you are least of all connect, like aware that you are connected to Him, He is still guiding you and still leading you and still working all things to the good of you because you love Him. Because you're not always aware of His leading and His guiding, but I tell you this, the Word of God says that He neither slumbers nor sleeps. He is watching over you. He is watching over you. So even when you're driving home late at night after a long day at work and you are half asleep and just kind of noticing what's happening around you, in those moments, God is still actively guiding you and leading you. He is still aware of you and calling you to your destiny. He is still aware of you and in that moment, He can use you as much as He can use you right now where you feel very close to Him because you're in church, you're in His presence. God does not ebb and flow in and out of our lives. He is this river of love that cannot be quenched. I want to encourage you, church, to take hold of the Lord this morning because there is a safety in the dependency on God. There is power in dependency on God. There is anointing, there is authority when we are independent, when we are in dependency on God and I want to encourage you church take hold of him this morning and say Lord I need you and if that is you this morning I want to invite you to stand with me and let us pray this morning just simply say God I need you amen will you stand with me church and let us turn our eyes upon Jesus and say Lord we need you Father God, we thank you for your presence this morning. Thank you, Jesus, that you are here in the midst of us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your tangible presence. Lord, we recognize that we need you every moment of every day. Help us, Lord, to not move independently of you, but to enter into full dependency on you. You are the source. You are the living waters. You are the lover of our souls. Help us, Lord, to know you. Help us, Lord, to worship you. Help us, Lord, to take your hand today and to walk every step with you. Help us, Holy Spirit, guide us and lead us into truth. 
And with our hands raised, let us say, thank you, Lord, for what you have done in my life today. I receive from you a new infilling. May there be an outpouring through my life this week. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Church, with that, you're welcome to be seated. With that, I want to encourage you this week as Pastor Stephen comes to the stage. I want to encourage you this week. We are having our prayer week. Amen. We're going to be praying and seeking God's face this week. I want to invite you, come to church on Tuesday. Come to church on Wednesday. Come to church on Thursday. Life groups, life groups are kicking off this week. Come to church on Tuesday. Come to church on Wednesday. Come to church, hold on, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I got that confused. I'm so focused on the Lord right now, even my days are getting mixed up. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, be in church. God is busy shifting things. He's moving things. He is doing things that we cannot even imagine. Pressed down, shaken together and running over is His heart for you. So come and partake of that. Be filled so that there can be an outpouring and outflowing through your life because you are His body. You are His love in action every single day. Amen. May you be blessed. May you experience the blessing and favor of God on your life today and this whole week. And as we go into this last bit of the year, amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Church, can we appreciate Pastor Shannon this morning? You can feel summer is in full swing. Some of you miss the winter times. Don't be double-minded. Enjoy every day that God has given us. I was having this thought while we were just worshiping that um, when you are sick, you go to a doctor, isn't it true? Or when you need education, you go to an institution that, that will teach you, like you go to a school. If you, I don't know, if you want to buy a house, you go to a realtor. You, places you go to to find a specific need, but where do you go to when you need a fresh baptism of God? Go to God. And many times we look for that in the things that we do instead of just going to the, the only person who can baptize us in His Spirit. And in the same very way that many of us, we've got different needs. You need restoration in your body. You need things to move in your mind or in your physical life. You need transformation in that area. You see that people can't fix that, but God can. In that same way, when we honor God with, with our whole being, we know that we're going back to the source, the one who made you, the one who knit you together in your in your mother's womb and when we do that I, I realize this one thing is that I'm I'm so aware that this morning while we are while we are seated here there's people that you've you've come for different reasons some of you came to church because it's Sunday 
out of that's what we do on Sundays. Thank you for coming to church. Well done. You could have watched us online. Well, thank you for our online viewers, but it's so much better here. How many of you know when you see an advertisement for food, you become hungry? Okay, if you don't have to be religious about that. But some of you, the whole service, you've been thinking about, yes, what am I eating afterwards? <laughs> Think I'm so hungry. You nudge your wife. It's like, what's, what's for lunch? But when we focus our minds on the Lord, let's be present with the Lord. When we honor the Lord now with our giving, let's be present in our giving. Let's not think, okay, yes, I've got 200 rand. Okay, 100 rand is going to spar because you need, we need to. So that's why the Bible says, decide in your heart what you want to give to God. Then you do that. Coming to church, that must be your decision, saying, Lord, what are we going to honor you today with? I come intentionally to do that. And as we do that, let's do that joyfully. Nobody's forcing you with a, with a weapon to say, hey, now it's time to give. You do that cheerfully. And we honor the Lord cheerfully. See, if it's my wife's birthday, I don't think about, oh, yes, now it's her birthday again. No, it's a joy for me to celebrate her. How much more when we come to God, celebrating the fact that He's given you everything that you have right now. Even the... The, the things that you're still trusting for, there's many things that God said no about that you should thank Him for. So in everything we give Him praise. With your, with your breath, with your finances, with your, with your worship, with your service to God, give Him praise. And many times we get stuck on the things that we don't have. Give Him thanks in that. And as we do that this morning, I want us to quickly stand his friends and his families. Don't worry, you're not going to hold hands. Except if you're married. Then grab a hand, man. Yes, And there's one thing we can give God this morning. It's just thanks. So if you're standing with your family right now, just say thank you, Jesus, for my family. Thank you for everything that I have. Everything belongs to you. This morning, Lord, as I honor you, thanksgiving proceeds first. Thank you for my body. That is your temple. Thank you for finances in my account. Thank you for health in my bones. Thank you for mental health to serve you freely. Jesus, I am thankful. We call this morning this tithe and offering blessed and sanctified and holy unto you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Out of this place of thanksgiving, can we go and we honor the Lord?
There's many means that you can do that. You can do that through SnapScan, Zapper, EFT. There's different volunteers here with God facilities in many ways for your convenience. Can we do that cheerfully to the Lord this morning? allow me just a moment or two just to bring a few announcements just under your attention. Man, we've got a very exciting week ahead. Thank you. Just my wife is very excited. But this week is going to be awesome because we are having our, our week of prayer once again starting this Tuesday. Tuesday, 6 o'clock. Wednesday, 6 o'clock. And Thursday, 6 o'clock. So what that would mean is that it needs to be that you need to be here. I want to ask you this one thing. If you feel like you're going to be late or you need to first eat well, grab takeaways. We'll forgive you this week. Um, and then, uh, or put something in the slow cooker. I don't know what you need to do, but just be fancy and just, just come and pray. Asking for an hour of your time this whole week as we consecrate and we focus to pray. There's so much things to pray for. This morning on our first service, we prayed for Israel, which we just felt that it's, we as a church, we need to pray. We need to pray for rain. In Pretoria, 
the Western Cape, they've been having a lot of rain. Now we say, Jesus, just move it this side. Thank you. And um, more than that is that we need a fresh move of the Lord. Come on, things can't be the same old, same old. We're not be here because of religious duty. The Bible declares it. The word of the, God, uh, word of the Lord declares it says the latter rain will be greater than the former. Then everything that we've read in Scripture nothing can, can, can compare to what the Lord wants to do in this time. And we want to see that in our day and our age. So I want to ask you this week, you've got a date, look to somebody next to you. Say, we'll pray this week in church. If you've just said that, Bible says, let your yes be your yes and your no be your no. So don't be a liar and go and repent when you leave out here. I want to ask you to come and pray with us. Very, very important. Then obviously you heard from uh, Pastor Shannon that we officially launched our second morning service in Somerset West in Cape Town. Man, God is amazing and He is building His church and the gates of hell will not prevail. It's amazing that obviously Prophet was there uh, opening up our first two morning services there. Man, it is just amazing to see how Jesus builds His church. And... Um, and you are part of that. You've got seed in the ground in Somerset West. So you can just look somebody on Facebook that looks like they live there and you're gonna go and visit your family there. Do that unapologetically. Make as if you own the place. And then also with that being said is that our, if you are in this church, you've been visiting with us, but you've never done membership. Membership is a specific course to turn into a member. Attendance is not membership. And uh, we want to invite you on the 21st of September, of, uh, what's September, of, of October, you see, yes, let me not dwell on the past. <laughs> on the 21st of October, uh, we are starting our membership course here on that first Saturday. Please go and sign up right there at the back or buy an information desk. Ask one of our volunteers, say, listen, I want to become a member of this church. What we'll also be doing is that that first Sunday, if you've never been baptized in water, not sprinkling in the baby, washed, saying make a deliberate intentional decision to go through the waters of baptism, dying to self and living for Christ. We're gonna make that invitation available that everybody can get baptized on that Sunday. It's gonna be a glorious time. Uh, don't worry about a cold pool. You're gonna enjoy the cold pool this time. It's gonna be amazing. Then also last but not least is I wanna invite you to just this evening service. It's gonna be an awesome time. I wanna ask you before the school starts, come and enjoy a time in the Lord's presence as we just seek the Lord together. Amen. Won't you please stand with me? It's going to be an awesome, awesome Sunday further. Put your hand on somebody's shoulder. Except if you're married, hold a hand then. If you're sitting alone watching us on YouTube, put, lay a hand upon yourself. Bible makes us very clearly that we can bless want us to pray out loud. Say, Father God, I bless every person around me. They shall be blessed. And they're coming in and they're going out. They will see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Thank you, Lord, that this week will hold good gifts pleasant surprises 
and an awareness of your presence in their lives. Thank you, Lord, that I bless them as you have blessed them. Thank you, Lord, that every brother and sister around me will be strong as they know the Lord Jesus, worshiping Him in spirit and in truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Bless you. May you have an amazing Sunday. We'll see you all for our 5 p.m. service tonight. Bye-bye.